The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This week on Dueling Review, we take a look at Robin Hood Vigilante Number 6 from Zenoscope Entertainment. Robin, Lieutenant Boone, and the residents of the Underground test the strength of their uneasy alliance when they work together to storm the Vigilante Hunter Squad robot factory. But once inside, they come to realize that the robots are the least of their worries. All of the enemies Robin has been battling over the course of this series and some brand new even more terrifying enemies converge to put a stop to Robin Hood's mission once and for all. Robin will pull out all stops to defeat this onslaught of villains, but will it be enough? We are looking at the final issue of Robin Hood Vigilante, but not the final issue in the Robin Hood storyline. Right, it's just the final issue of this mini yeah, and this uh, features uh, Robin with a bunch of, um, I'm guessing, merry men or people that she's met along the way in this arc all coming together to fight in a giant robot factory or fight in a robot fact. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it's a giant robot factory. Yep. But not, a gi- but not a giant factory that makes robots. It's a giant robot factory. <laughs> well, I didn't want people to think that robots, it was a giant robot factory. The initial robot. It is a pretty giant factory because there's like hundreds of human-sized robots which makes it a giant factory making robots but then it does become a giant robot factory right right so yeah it's actually both it's two things can be true at once yes but you got to be careful it's kind of like the oxford comma you got to know when to use it and my opinion is always use the oxford comma uh because then that prevents all sorts of uh unfortunate wording incidents Miscommunication issues. Yeah, I usually forget it unless I'm intentionally trying to separate, you know, a third and fourth clause. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, uh, and in the meantime, uh, Robin Hood finds out that the mayor is behind it. The mayor of whatever fictional city she lives in, Emerald City. I'm sure. Yes, I think it is Emerald City. And then there's a Queen of Hearts there, or somebody there that she's got to fight. I don't know who any of these people are. This is probably no. only the second time I've ever read a Robin Hood series, which, of course, is going to prompt all the comments in the comment section, uh, just like those charmed people. I think there is a Xenoscope uh, army of people that go, well, if you haven't read all 500 issues before this, you shouldn't be reading this issue. First of all, the charmed thing was like 15 years ago. I, I feel we should let it go. But it wasn't at, you aimed at me anyway. But yeah, that was aimed at me. But here's the thing. When we review, when I review a comic for major spoilers, and I feel when we review a comic for dueling review, we are reviewing this comic. We may read the other issues for clarity. The other issues may be part of our research. And in this case, I did read all six issues. Oh, did you really? I did. Yeah. But here's the thing. That's not what we're reviewing. Oh, no, I wouldn't do that either. in, in, In this case, only if it was something really, really big and important, like if we were doing a trade paperback. Uh, right. for the major spoilers podcast or something like that. 
No, I went in this going, okay, I'm going to have no idea what's going on here, but let me yep. see if this story stands on its own. And even though I don't know all the relationships of all the characters and I don't know all the characters' names, that really doesn't matter in the part of this chapter because there is enough uh, archetypes of each character in place so that you know who is the master villain who is the the big boss of this level. We kind of right. know who the antagonists are. We certainly know who the hero is. And we understand through the dialogue, which I think is something that in a serialized format, uh, many publishers, or I shouldn't say publishers, many writers get this correct in providing just enough information to let you know what went on in the previous issues. Mm-hmm. So that you're not completely lost. Now, no, I don't know why they're attacking the giant robot factory, except from what I gathered by the end that the giant robots are going to be essentially sentinels protecting the citizenry of Emerald City Mm -hmm. Um, or Sherwood Forest or wherever that they're at. So the only problem with that is when this does get collected in the trade and it gets read on the major spoilers podcast or some other podcast, people are going to say, wow, they repeat themselves a lot. And that is the only drawback to reading something straight through or in the trade or whatever. But from this standpoint, I really didn't have a problem following the story in this issue. No, I mean, it's, uh, this is very much the end of the third act. It's a climax. It's the big fight. And Robin actually in dialogue says, I can't believe I'm fighting alongside these people that I used to fight against. Yeah. And, oh, there are giant robots. And how is the mayor behind this? Oh, my God. I mean, it gives you what you need to understand this issue. But there's also additional depth and meaning if you've read the previous five. And I think that it's a pretty good balance. I mean, if you're falling in between, I don't know anything about what's going on and every single issue recaps the previous five issues for the first half of the story, you know, you, you can follow either direction. This one gets a pretty good balance. I think it falls a little too far for me on the side of we'll get to it later or everything you need to know. We'll just right now it's a big action sequence and we'll get there eventually. And I think that that's what saved this issue for me is that the bulk of this issue is the big Everybody fight robots and look at this guy and look at this guy. And, oh, that guy's just powing people in the face left and right. Ah, this guy's a giant golem. I don't know what he is, but oh, my God, he's a giant golem. And it's it, it was really a lot of fun reading this issue for me. I enjoyed this issue just from what it is. Now, suddenly, you know, the door opens up and this woman walks out who I think I can't remember if it's Queen Hearts or what her name is. Um, but she walks out and suddenly it's like, oh, is this the big bad? And it's like, no, we've never met this person before in my life. And I'm like. Okay, cool. Let's beat her up. And then finally it's revealed, you know, the mayor is behind all this. And it's like, oh, okay, I can follow what's going on. Um, Sometimes you get into a big, dumb action uh, story. And whether it's a movie or a book or whatever, especially in a movie where you sit down and you watch the last 30 minutes of, you know, whatever the latest Fast and Furious franchise movie is. And you're like, I don't care what the story is. Look at all these cars and actions and punchings and fightings and shootings and explosions. Wow, that's cool. And so that's kind of what this book was for me. The last 15 minutes of a movie that I didn't care about anything before this, except for a bunch of uh, interesting looking characters beating the crap out of robots. 
Right. I feel like, well, first of all, um, the, the mayor is mind controlling, uh, Gingrich, who is essentially in a lot of ways, Robin Hood's, uh, commissioner Gordon. Mm. And that's why, you know, the ending where Gingrich is like, Robin Hood is a criminal and we must kill her now. I am not being mind controlled by the mayor. You guys, that's a, that's a pretty shocking change of the status quo as far as that goes. And I feel like the visuals of an army of Rom space knights and a slightly smaller army of slightly larger Rom space knights really does get you past worrying too much about that. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, it's, it's one of those things where there's a balance when you're reading just a single issue, you want it to be exciting. A lot of times I complain about, Oh, it's third issue syndrome. Nothing's happening here because it's all, it's all set up and, you know, deepening the plots that we saw in the first two issues. But this one is wrapping everything up. And I feel like it comes across as more satisfying than an individual chapter might have been simply because it's all, you know, it's fighty fighty. It's resolution. It's a cop getting shot in two Mm -hmm. and giant ROM space nights everywhere. And ending with, oh no, it's a terrible new world for Robin Hood and also a psychic girl maybe coming back from some sort of psychic beyond. Yeah, and which was just like, well, okay, I, that, let's, read that about, let's read about that in the next issue if I decide to pick that up. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the thing that surprises me the most in this issue, which is why, you know, we know that this isn't the end of Robin Hood, uh, the series, because uh, suddenly they took down one factory but there are six more factories making robots. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, seven factories. Not seven robot factories. What are we going to do? Well, we must get back out there and do the good fight. So, you know, it was kind of shocking, but it was also kind of weird to say, okay, well, that's the end of Robin Hood Vigilante. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Um, we'll have more Robin Hood in the future without right, really well, giving us enough of what uh, is going on. Robin Hood has been miniseries for yeah. like the past five years. I think uh, the curse just ended, and before that, there was the hunt. Because I'm, sh- I'm almost sure that I reviewed an issue of either the hunt or the curse for major spoilers. And at one point, I think I did an issue of uh, maybe Legend or Wanted. I don't remember. There have been a lot of you know Robin Hood minis and short. And I'm I'm fine with that. Parts. I'm I'm totally yeah. fine with that. And I think if I if I'm not mistaken. There is an inside front cover, which, again, I applaud all publishers who do this. When you use your inside front cover to say previously in, let us catch you up in the story in a paragraph or less, hopefully less, although I do know that Spider-Man occasionally went three paragraphs. But um, that is that is a great way to let people know, even if they even if this isn't their first comic, if they've been gone for a couple of issues and they're finally back into it, this catches you up on what's going on. So. I applaud every publisher who does that. Now, it would be nicer if you could use that inside front cover for an advertisement so that you can lower the cost of the comic. But in lieu of that, please continue to tell us what happened previously in this series. I would rather have the previously simply because sometimes you're just going to buy a random comic. You're like, hey, this is a comic I'm going to read. And it's nice to be like, after recent events, Robin has found herself on the wrong side of the law. Yeah. I always hear it in the voice of an old-timey news announcer, which is great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's good. You know, it's usually Tom Lennon as Mixius Pidelik in that one Supergirl episode that you probably haven't seen. Uh, was that the musical one? It was episode 100, where Mixius oh. Pidelik came back 
and he was showing her beta mix tapes of her life. Mm. They were actual beta max tapes and they were all labeled the one where this happened. It was totally meta. It was full of great stuff, including him doing an old timey radio announcer gimmick. Mm. Yeah. I didn't see it. You should. It's good. There's a lot of things I should see, but I probably won't. I know. Um, did you like the art in this issue? I didn't. But you did not. I also didn't Why did you not like it? it? Why didn't you not like it? Well, there's something about it that just feels kind of indistinct. I mean, if you look at Gollum throughout these pages, or Golem, or however one pronounces that word, mm -hmm. uh, the rock man, he changes size, he changes proportion. I mean, there's a lot of moments where I'm like, okay, wait, how big was that robot? Okay, that's, yeah. And the first scene where we see the mysterious uh, mystical lady, she's got a shocked face and her, her face is enormous. And it just feels like there are some, throughout the issue, there are some proportional issues that keep popping up. And as far as I'm concerned, um, it's sometimes hard to tell what expression a character has. Is this, you know, I'm angry and determined, or is this I'm completely insane? I don't know. It's not bad. It's not like I would say, this is terrible art, run away screaming. But it's also art that's indistinct enough that I'm bothered by it. Throughout most of the issue, there, you know, every single page I look at it and I feel like there's something that just rubs me the wrong way. It's very generic. Uh, mm, that's that's the one thing that. that I can say is that it, you know, if I'm scrubbing through this or flipping through the pages as a review copy, uh, if I'm if I'm scrubbing through this and just looking at the pages quickly, there it looks like every other generic comic book art out there. And that goes for DC. That goes for Marvel. That goes for I, IDW. There's a lot Valiant. of Yeah, no. Yeah. Valiant, especially. But I would say this is very typical of your average art that you see in an average comic. Mm -hmm. And so, again, that's not bad. It doesn't look like stick figures. It doesn't no. look, you know, things are not wildly out of proportion. Um, there are some wonky things than you or I could draw right off the oh, top of our well, heads. But, yes, you know. yes, most definitely. Um, you know, and there's always going to be something that doesn't work, but you also have to understand that artists, or I guess not you, Matthew, but you right. in a general sense, the regal uh, you have to understand that uh, artists are trying to get these things cranked out as fast as they can under very short pressures. And they're not going to be Michelangelo's or they're not going to be. Uh, Leonardo's and they're not going to be uh, Donatello's uh, cranking out these things uh, in a very short turnaround. Uh, so, or, in a, you know, they don't have an infinite amount of time to create. So this stuff isn't going to be a masterpiece. It's, it's good. You know, yeah. it's, it's adequate. I think the thing that for me that got um, a little bit over the top is the four weeks later, the epilogue of the story mm -hmm where suddenly it just became a wall of boxes of text and word <laughs> balloons at the end. That would be the only thing art-wise, but that's more of a writer lot. issue, um, where it just got super wordy in the last two pages of the issue. Yeah, that is definitely a thing. And there's a lot, well, there's a lot that they're conveying there because it's probably going to be a while when we get to that next arc of Robin Hood. So they want to make sure that we have a lot of, you know, story hooks and cliffhangers and moments where you're like, okay, I'm definitely going to look out for the next arc or the next mini or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. 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 And if the Phoenix force decides to show back up or 
pop out of somebody's coat hanging in the closet. That could be very interesting. Caca! Yeah, could be the crow. That's you never the noise know. the Phoenix Post makes. Oh, okay. I thought maybe it was the crow coming back from the dead. No, crows go, Mah! I don't know. My son is convinced the crows uh, outside our house are always watching him. And he goes outside for five minutes and then comes running and he says, Dad, the crows were coming after me and trying to attack me. I'm like, no, they weren't. They were probably just flying overhead. He's convinced that he's made the crows angry and that they have passed the word around. So, I mean, they, he may have. I don't know. You know, you're supposed to uh, appease the crows or else they will remember and go after you. But appease the crows. Appease the crows. Peas, watch your peas and crows. So here's the bottom line for me. Mm-hmm. I rather enjoyed this issue for what it was as somebody who doesn't know anything about what came before. I thought it had enough explosions. I thought it had enough fights. I think it had the shock moments where the peacock uh, robot guy came stumbling out and she chopped off his head. Spoiler. Um, you know, I thought it had a it had timing down correctly. So from all of those standpoints, I enjoyed it. Was it the big billion dollar movie blockbuster that everyone's going to be talking about? No, but it certainly was the Friday night rental VHS movie that my friends and I would stay up until 2 a.m. watching again and again because we were just like, oh, did you see that? Oh, let's watch that again. So. I think that it's good popcorn fun. And I think in this dark ages where there's not very many comics out there, uh, I guess uh, what, what are the, the other uh, comic book websites have decided instead of going and looking at comiXology and seeing what actual new comics are out this week, they've mm-hmm. declared new comic book day, new to you comic book day, where you're supposed to go back to old issues and say, hey, here's an issue that I've never read because I was too busy with other comics. So this is new. So yay, comic book day. Instead of actually going out and seeing what other stuff is out there and is actually right. new. Like it's- like Robin Hood Vigilante number six from Zenoscope Entertainment, available right now on your Comixology subscription. What is the bottom line for you, Matthew? I think that it really shakes down to this is pretty okay. This, for me, felt like an episode of Arrow where Arrow was a hot girl with a scar, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Seinfeld was on for nine, ten years, and, you know, some episodes are the Chinese restaurant, and some episodes are just, you know, George working for Steinbrenner. They can't all be giant gems, but all of them are pretty solid. You know, I had frozen pizza for dinner. I really enjoyed it. Was it a life-changing frozen pizza? It was not. But it was a pretty good frozen pizza, and it fulfilled my needs at that time. So while you look at this book, you're not going to be, you know, this is not Will Eisner's A Contract with God. But it's also not Skate Man. This is a good, solid, three-slice-of-meatloaf book, and there's nothing wrong with that. I I would say the same thing. Three slices. Yeah, if you're into the Robin Hood uh, mythos, the genre, whatever you do. If you're in the Robin Hood stuff, I feel like this is going to be a pretty solid, you know, a satisfying ending for this six-issue arc. Yeah. What, uh, by any chance, did you read the other Xenoscope book out this week? No, what was the, it? The Grim Fairy Tales uh, story. I forget what the, the full title of it was, but it's the Grim Fairy Tales. And for people who haven't been following Grim Fairy Tales, which I occasionally will flip through it. I don't actually read through everything. I decided, oh, maybe we'll end up reviewing this this week. Let me read this. 
And it also is the final issue in an arc. But if people don't know what's been going on in the last, I want to say four or five years, maybe longer in the Grim Fairy Tales book, it's all about the characters. You know, there's a good side and a dark side and they're starting to fight. These forces are coming together and fighting with one another. And this was like the penultimate. We're about to go into battle. So if people walk into Robin Hood Vigilante going, I don't understand what's going on, then by all means, avoid the Xenoscope uh, Grim Fairy Tales book, because that one is, I don't even know what's going on, and I have a tangential idea of what's been going on in this series. Well, Sela is dead, and her daughter has taken over, and Merlin is played by Skeletor, and he has an entire uh, roundtable of Inhumanoids and uh Sky Knights. Well, and you might you might things. understand what's going on in this more than I did because man, I read this and it's like, oh, I am completely lost. I don't even know what to say about this book except that it's a, it's so confusing. So and there's an evil horny toad. I think yes, there is actually in this issue. So uh, I don't know if you're flipping through it right now, but uh, there actually is in this issue. So uh, I'm I'm rather glad we ended up with Robin Hood Vigilante number six from Zenoscope Entertainment. Um, it is interesting. I found it enjoyable enough. And, uh, there you go, everybody. Um, hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Speaking of everybody, thank you so much to all of the fantastic people over at patreon.com slash major spoilers. All of our patrons who have been supporting us, uh, over the uh, weeks, the months, the years, we, we continue to have new patrons come in to support us, which is always good because I know during these times, Uh, that some people are finding themselves without the financial means to contribute to major spoilers. And I completely understand that. Um, I appreciate everyone who has taken the time to support us over at patreon.com slash major spoilers. And I understand if you have to leave or if you have to cut back on your your pledge or your patronage uh, for a short while until you can uh, figure out what's going on in this crazy world. Completely understand. At the same time, I'm blown away by all of you who continue to support us at patreon.com slash major spoilers. And I'm continuing to blow, be blown away by the number of people who value what we're doing week after week and who say, you know what? There was one guy just two weeks ago is like, you know what? I've been listening to you guys for 10 years. I'm finally going to become a patron. Nice. And those are the people that I want to say, thank you. You guys are awesome. So for everyone who's listening, whether you're listening live over on our discord channel, uh, there's a link in the show notes. Uh, whether you're an, a longtime patron or a first-time patron, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for everything that you do. And providing that we continue to have the funding to continue to go, again, thanks to patrons, uh, then we will be here week after week to give great content to you. And if you can, if you're someone who is not one of those people who have been uh, displaced financially, If you can step in and uh, put in a pledge, or maybe now you see this as a good time to become a patron, then we certainly welcome that as well. You can find out more information and figure out which pledge level is best for you by going to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Speaking of people in the chat this week in the chat, we have Mark Smith, 72 Marshall is there. Olin is there. Omega Lazarus is there. Texura is there. The true elect is there. And uh, there were questions like, is there a new Warriors comic out next week? No, there are no, no comics out next week, especially if it's from Marvel. Marvel is the one that I'm most disappointed in during this whole thing because they really haven't said anything about anything. They've well, they're basically not rock any boats. No, but I mean, at least DC came out and said, hey, you know what? We're not going to publish anything 
But I don't think I've ever seen anything from Marvel saying, yeah, yeah, we're also not going to publish anything. It, basically, Marvel is like, nah, look at Diamond. They can't deliver comics, so I guess we don't have anything. Nah. So, um, yeah. But everyone else, uh, from Humanoids down to Xenoscope up to uh, Action Lab, they've all made statements about what they're doing during this time. And every week, every Wednesday, my plan is to post over there at Majorspoilers.com, not new to you, Comic Book Day, but new comics that are available this week from Comixology. Uh, Comixology yeah. this week had, I was surprised at the number of digital comics that were new releases, digital firsts is what they call them, uh, that were out this week. Action Labs Danger Zone had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Danger titles. Uh, Action sorry. Lab, oh, I'm sorry, seven titles. Action Lab by itself just had one. Self-Made Hero had one that I think was... I don't know if they rushed it to get out right now or if it was time to come out, but they have one, an interesting one called Medicine, a Graphic History. And the oh. preview pages that they sent us were all about the plague and uh, the plague times. Uh, wow. Yeah, which, you know, it's appropriate because maybe people want to know a little bit about, you know, the previous plagues and, and what happened. But yeah, this is a graphic history of medicine from the very early, hey, what does this root do to our modern medicine? It's a very cool lo looking book. Uh, DC Comics released Gotham High this week. Uh, Kodansha Comics, which is not a publisher I'm familiar with. I think they do a lot of more manga stuff. They had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 12 uh, single issues. They also had about, I want to say, a dozen trades that were out this week. Uh, AAM Marcosia has three books out this week. Oni Press had a new book out this week, and that is a graphic novel book. Uh, Matthew reviewed Super Fogies number seven from Third World Studios up on the site this week. Next week, they have Super Fogies number eight arriving as a digital first. No, I'm sorry. This week they had Super Fogies number eight arriving. And then, of course, uh, Grim Fairy Tales 37 and Robin Hood Vigilante number six, both from Cinescope Entertainment. So there are plenty of comics out there available if you are a fan of the comic book art and the comic book medium. Um, there are not DC comics. Well, there's uh, Gotham High, which is the YA book, uh, but there's not Marvel stuff. There's not uh, Boom Studio stuff. Uh, and there probably won't be until at least the end of April, well, maybe longer, depending on how this whole situation plays out. Yeah. So there you go. Um, uh, let's see. What else is, are people saying in here? Some. Let's see. Olin says, I love supporting major spoilers, and I don't know what I would do without it while I've been working so much. Well, you keep working, Olin. We certainly appreciate all the hard work that you do uh, in helping people with... Uh, with whatever it is that you do. <laughs> I forget what Olin does. I think he works, do you work in like food services or grocery store or something like that? Like big box store stuff. I forget where he works. Um, so there you go. I think Olin uh, juggles muffins. Well, that would certainly be interesting. Yep. Yeah. He works in a gro grocery store. So yeah, I, I knew he worked with uh, getting food to people. So you were one of those frontline people that I'm hoping that uh, your, your store is taking care of you. And to all of our nurses, doctors, uh, sanitation workers, mail delivery people, uh, UPS, postal, you know, postal service, FedEx, uh, U, uh, UPS, uh, all those people, uh, our grocery store employees. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you are one of the people that are still part of the essential uh, services, because you are making sure that everything continues to run without completely falling apart uh, during this time. So you guys are the real winners. Um, so we will be back next week with another show probably reviewing a comic but if not you want to tune in live anyway 
because we may have something else if there are no new comics. But hey, look, there were like 30 comics, 40 comics out this week, Matthew. I'm sure we're yeah. going to have a comic next week. Uh, and uh, regardless, tune in next week anyway, because you might hear Matthew say... It isn't my opinion, people are... This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.